Munch, munch, <laughs> munch. <Almost> done. <sighs> Let's go and record, Lily. No, I'll eat some cheese. <laughs> Right, you ready? Have you finished chewing cheese? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Barely Geeks. <laughs> that giggler there is Lily. Hi. And I'm Christy, her dad. What we're going to do here is try and do a podcast for long-suffering people who also have teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just talk about the things that interest us in the hopes that it'll give you something geeky to try and track down and enjoy yourselves. Lily. Yes. <laughs> How have you been occupying yourself? Because it's, right now, it's kind of weird because you've been at home for how many weeks now? Like four? Four weeks. Five uh, Okay, Yeah, I've lost track. <laughs> and it kind of went from, yay, you're home, go to school in your bedroom, <laughs> to, yay, you're home, you're on Easter holidays. How is that different? <laughs> And I guess the difference was that you slept through school and then woke up when it was time to play games. Yeah. I think that's basically what the Easter holidays have been like. So what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied? What's been what's been fun? Uh, Portal 2. <laughs> Yay! That's a very old game. Yeah. Is it 2006? 18th of April 2011. Is it? Wow, I thought it was much older than that. Nope. So you would have been... Five. Six. six. Well, if five. it's April, then yeah, I was five. You were five. But that year I was six. Yeah. So that's a, quite an old game. It, how did the graphics seem to you? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you still finished it, which is yeah. like quite impressive, actually, given that your track record of finishing games <laughs> is pretty poor. It's quite a short game compared to a lot of the games that I play, and also a lot mm -hmm. of the games I play don't have an end. Yeah, so. that's fair. But it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> well, it must have been because you, you know, you finished it in two days. <laughs> so that's pretty good. What, if you were to describe it to somebody who'd never played Portal before, how would you describe it? I'd, um, uh, portals, it's got portals. It's... <laughs> Uh, so it's kind of, is it a, would you describe it as a first-person puzzle game? I mean, I suppose. Kind of almost a first-person platformer puzzle game. Yes, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and some of the solutions are uh, crazy, and there's like, it it takes kind of what they would call flashes of inspiration, I think, to solve it, when you suddenly realise that you can throw yourself off a six-story high <laughs> platform and go through a portal 
and then out of the side of a wall out of another portal to cross a massive gap that you otherwise couldn't stuff like that it's really fun yeah <laughs> if if you're a little bit dumber like me uh maybe look up a walkthrough <laughs> how many times did you have to do that i like five or six times that's not bad yeah uh, there's, there's a lot of rooms, so, so the way you, it works is that each room is a puzzle and you can't get to the next room until you've solved the puzzle, obviously, yeah. and so there's there's quite a lot of rooms, so only mm. checking five or six times is pretty good, to be honest. True. Um, it, there was, like, some of it was really, like, it was dumb on my part for not knowing, though. There was one puzzle where I just had to look up. And I would have realised. <laughs> that's such a that's such a teenager thing. It was like if only I'd looked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I, I was wandering around this room for genuinely about a half an hour, and then I looked up the walkthrough, and it was a centimetre above my view frame. <laughs> really annoying. But there was also like I would solve the end of the puzzle before I finish, like started the puzzle. Because I would go into a room and I wouldn't even look for the exit. I'd just look for a place that you could fall into. And I would <laughs> fall into it. <laughs> what about the sense of humour of the, the game? It's very funny. It's very sarcastic. Mm -hmm. And definitely my kind of humour. Yeah, it definitely is, I think. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's got all these kind of jokes. It's, it's not like dark humour. It's just kind of not light humor. Yeah. It's kind of gray humor. <laughs> and the kind of the big eyeball robot that follows you around. Uh, yeah, Wheatley. Wheatley, he's played by Stephen Merchant. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure I do in my. You would, you would, you would have, you've definitely seen him in other things. Portal Two Wheatley voice actor Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Who's uh, fabulous? He's he's a very good actor. He's very funny, and it's quite a surprise because this is Valve who did Half Half Life Two, mm -hmm. and they picked this kind of country bumpkin sounding voice actor for <laughs> one of their main characters in in, in well, a game. I th there's a reason to that though. Mm -hmm. um, uh, spoilers if you haven't played it. Um, <laughs> Wheatley was designed to be literally designed by the greatest minds of the world uh, to be the dumbest thing that ever existed in order to dumb down GLaDOS. <laughs> so explain what GLaDOS is. Okay, GLaDOS is uh, like the evil robot from the first game. Um, yeah. uh, she uh, basically runs the whole place. Uh, you find that there's not really any humans there and she's she is the place basically. And she's kind of tormenting you all the way through, yeah. isn't she? I mean, in the first one, she isn't, mm -hmm. really, uh, until, like, the end. But the second one, she, um, spoilers for the first game, I guess, uh, you did murder her. She's <laughs> kind of angry at that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that one is... Maybe it's Portal 1 that was... Like 2006 or something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that one does look very dated now. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of Portal One, uh, you get dragged away from the outside, and you can see the end of the JPEG for the trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it looks a bit shocky. Maybe they'll do a Portal Three soon. Who you're hoping? They've done a new Half Life, so that'd be good. So Portal Two is Ace. Yeah. How 
is Animal Crossing? It's fun. It gets a little repetitive. Yeah, I've so I, I loved it for the first wee while, and, and I'm, I still drop in every day, but I don't like games where you feel as so though you have to drop in every day. Yeah. But it's been quite nice, given that, you know, situation we're all in, having a game where you can get out, like, in your head, you can get out and about and talk yeah. to creatures or <laughs> neighbours and, and do all that kind of stuff. It's quite nice and relaxing and distracting, and I do highly recommend it if you've got a Switch, which is nice, because it is fun. Mm. And wholesome. I think that's the word for it. It's <laughs> yeah, wholesome. It's wholesome. It's full of potato people. If... <laughs> <laughs> Although there are a lot of people who uh, claim, including me, that Tom Nook is a cult leader um, or <laughs> Satan. <laughs> so who's Tom Nook? Um, uh, he's the raccoon guy that steals your money. Yeah. So he's basically the driving force behind the game, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. He, he. Okay, right. Here's the thing he gives you a phone. And he gives you a tent, and then you have to pay for them, even though you didn't ask for that. <laughs> and he removes all of the apps, except his ones, from the phone. Seems slightly controlling. <laughs> um, and then, once you've finally paid off your tent, uh, you, have to, you have to pay for your house that you didn't ask for. And then once you've paid off your house... You have to pay for the extension. Yeah, which, he's like, you know what would be better? Yeah. If you had a bigger house, and your character's like, sure, um, no, <laughs> I don't want to pay for this. I was happy with the tent, <laughs> but it's fun, and there's nice thing. It, it, nice things happen on a regular basis, yeah. and although the Easter event was annoying because the Easter event meant that you couldn't collect all. We've basically only been I mean, playing for two weeks, and so people hadn't got built up the resources they needed for certain things to craft. And then every all of a sudden, every time you chopped wood, you got eggs instead of wood. Yeah. So it was quite annoying. But like, I'm pretty sure you could sell the eggs. It just depended on what you wanted to do yeah. with eggs. So I, the eggs would probably have gone for the same amount as wood. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back into it now that the Easter event's finished because I, I found that annoying. And also, the bunny was like the creepy bunny out of Teen Titans Go. Yeah. <laughs> And it just freaked me out. A bit like goat eyes do. It was the same kind of repulsiveness. So, yeah, I'll probably go back in. Goats are adorable. They have weird eyes. We've done this before in a previous podcast, Life People. (laughs) So I'll probably go back in now and try and uh, build up my money and get my bigger, bigger house. Because I've got my second big house now. Yeah. Um, Oh, I have a present for you as well. Yeah. So we have to go online together to get that. No, I do quite like a lot about it. I like the way that the online works as well, because mm. um, that's that's quite quite fun. I went <laughs> so myself and John, who is the same age as m- me almost, maybe maybe a little bit older. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. He's but you know I'm forty nine and grizzled and beardy and grey, and John is similarly grey. And then there was Ains who. Is a headmaster. <laughs> and we all met in Animal Crossing and had to poodle around each other's villages and grab peaches and cherries and apples and pears and swapped fish <laughs> and other things. Um, so it's appealing to grown-ups. Even, you know, on the surface, fairly serious grown-ups. It's quite appealing. So, yeah, Harvest Moon has been fun. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon? <laughs> 
Animal Crossing. That's that was weird. a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> that was the first game that I remember like properly playing. <laughs> I've played it for years. The new ones of that are made by the same team, so they're not so nah, good, are they're, they? They're evil. Yeah. I refuse to play them. So the new the new Harvest Moon isn't Harvest Moon, it's Stardew Valley, isn't it? Remember that Birthdays game? Yes. That was made by uh, the same people who made Harvest Moon. Yeah. Which was a bit of a disappointment, that game, actually. Yeah. That's been fun. I have been playing lots of little things. I'm playing Final Fantasy just now, and it's good, and then it's weird, and then it's good, and then it's weird. I won't go into too much detail. I think the Chocobo Chicks could have been cuter. Yeah. It's, uh, I do like it, but it's, it's, it's strange. I've been having fun with No Man's Sky. Again, I always go into No Man's Sky after an update and find I've forgotten all the buttons and have to start <laughs> from scratch again. So I did this, but this time with the PC, because I want to get the mechs, because they added mechs this time, so that's cool. But I'm nowhere near getting them. <laughs> I've been sim racing, because that's been happening a lot with actual real-life drivers. So that's been fun. Yeah, I really like those uh, Formula Ones. <laughs> I prefer the fake ones. <laughs> yeah, but it's been really fun. There's been like the ones that are in Formula One now against ones that have just retired against one who retired like 30 years ago. Mm. Emerson Fittipaldi is 73 and he's racing against uh, Jensen Button and Max Verstappen who are all big names <laughs> all at the same time. It's like a dream come true. So that's been fun. And if there's any motor racing parents listening, then I highly recommend you track down those races because they're very cool. And what else have I been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, you, you've been trying to record a lot. I've been doing a lot of recording, which is probably taking up a lot of my time, actually. That's been the gaming over the last few weeks. Yeah. What about... TV. Simpsons. Simpsons. Well, the, one of the big things that happened was Disney Plus arrived in the UK. Yeah. So, first thing, and there's actually, apart from The Simpsons, which we've seen a hundred times before, <laughs> the thing that makes it worth it right now is a, a programme called The Mandalorian. It's awesome. It is awesome. Do you want to describe what it is? Um, okay. Uh, uh, cool spaceships, uh, assassins. What, what universe is it in? Uh, Star Wars. People might not know. <laughs> if you don't know where the Baby Yoda meme came from, that's where it came from. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baby Yoda is awesome. Baby Yoda is awesome. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to mention Baby Yoda, is it? Because yeah. it's like first episode and cute and yeah. all over the internet. <laughs> and because America got it first, like months and months ago, it's already everywhere. Yeah. I've been... I've been enjoying it because, so it's written by and created by uh, Jean Favreau, who is the guy who directed the first Iron Man movie yep. and plays Happy in it. And it, he is amazing. He's actually, he was a character in Friends for a while, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Who was he? He played 
Monica's boyfriend for a while. He was the wrestler, the uh, cage oh, fighter. Oh, that was like two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was him. I thought you meant like the old bloke. No, no, no. Oh, what, well, Tom Selleck? Oh, don't call him the old bloke. I'm sure he is old, but... No, yeah. but like he was old in the programme. He was like <laughs> was... twice her age. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he he has turned out to be an amazing director. Mm. And so, so these are really, really good episodes. I actually think they're the best Star Wars movies, TV episodes, anything that have ever been made. I think they're really, really cool. And they're, they're cool because when I was... It's, the parents might remember this. When I was quite young, there was a TV series called Kung Fu with a, an actor called David Carradine. And he played a monk in... And my memory's hazy, but I think he was, he was a, like a... He'd been taken in by a monk and had become a monk himself. The monk, the, the kind of master isn't, called him Grasshopper. Isn't that the whole plot to King Monkey or Monkey King? It's a bit like isn't that, it? yeah. Um, so the monk called him Grasshopper and, and, and brought him in and, and taught him his ways. And then he wanders around the land and each episode is a he arrives in a different town and solves a different problem for the people that live there. Then he moves on again. Yeah. And Mandalorians really like that. Yeah, and it's it, two episodes a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it and it just feels again, it's quite kind of quite wholesome. It's yeah. quite a good story. You've got this really nice overarching story, but you've also got like these quite exciting smaller stories that happen with it as well. So I've been really enjoying that. It feels a little bit not much, but a little bit like Firefly. Because of the wild because of the wildy westy I mean, a little bit. I know, no. Do you not think so? Dopey face isn't, is it? Dopey face. Oh. <laughs> oh, what's his name again? The lead character. <laughs> uh, I just know him as Dopey Face. <laughs> oh, that's gonna bug me now. Let us know on Anchor, people, who the lead actor in uh, Firefly was. I forgot his name now. He's actually been in Halo as well, as a character. <laughs> that'll come back to me we'll be talking about something else and that'll, I'll just blurt it out but yeah Mandalorian comes highly recommended mm-hmm. before that we watched Picard yes and Picard was amazing I thought the show was amazing Picard as a person was an asshat. <laughs> I thought, but that's what I thought was good about it. I mean, like, it? yeah, like, it's showing a main character being not perfect and amazing. Mm-hmm. Like most shows, show them being amazing and perfect, apart yeah. from The Simpsons. <laughs> all his mistakes came home to roost in that one series. So all his mistakes from mm. like the next gen. Yeah. Uh, all of the things that like. You, for like shows you just kind of expect to be fixed, they came back. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit like in um, the Avengers movies where suddenly they have to pay for all the damage they've done. Yeah. It was a little bit like that, that kind of, he, he, you find out that he's just been a, yeah, the only word is asshat really, yeah. and, and he has to pay for it. Yeah, I, and, it, and it's... It feels very different to other Star Treks. It's, mm, it does. Um, and I, but I quite like that. It still felt like Star Trek. Yeah. But it felt 
it felt kind of also not just a spin-off kind yeah. of thing. It felt like its own kind of thing. Mm. Also, it wasn't like a massive ship full of like a thousand people on a crew. It was six people. Yeah, it was, <laughs> so it, you could get more into like their relationships and stuff. Yeah. Which I prefer. You prefer the explosions though. I like the explosions and the laser fights. I, I like like watching character development and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, I thought they did that very well. I thought I came to like pretty much every regular character by the end. Yeah. I th- I thought they were all very well rounded. I I thought that I can't remember what her name is. I, at the start, I I really liked her. She was amazing, and then then plot twist, and I hate her. <laughs> yeah. Like I get why she did things. Doesn't mean I don't get to hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought that was, but I thought that was good because it was like there, there were things that happened in in Picard which would never have happened in old Star Trek. Yeah, definitely. And I thought that was very cool. So that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. So if you've got Amazon Prime, uh, that's worth tuning into because it's. And I don't think there was anything particularly like. I know we are now past the word unsuitable, <laughs> but, you know, I, for other parents, I can't think of anything that was, like, you know, not okay for a teenager or anything. I mean, there was, like, fighting, but, like... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's acceptable in teenage 2020, <laughs> isn't it? it, was, it yeah, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. What, have we watched any movies? I don't think we really have, have we? Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, we watched Doctor Strange again. Uh, Doctor uh, Strange is awesome! Yeah. You can't say again like that. <laughs> you have to say it more excited, because it's Doctor Strange! <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I do like it. I wish we'd watched it in 3D again, because he's amazing in 3D. <gasps> Uh, you know, fine. You, you can never appreciate just the storytelling. Mm. <laughs> I needed the explosions and the light. <laughs> but it was good. It's a good story, and I and, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Is uh, Benedict amazing. Cucumberpatch. That's the one. <laughs> He's amazing in it. He is actually a very, very good Doctor Strange. From, a... from from where I read the comics. Mm. It, fit the bill perfectly. Uh, he actually has a bug named after him. A, cumber, a cucumber patch bug? Yeah, but it, it's just cumber patch. Really? Yeah. It was Dave Gorman. <laughs> I think uh, actually uh, at some point I'm going to completely forget how to pronounce the name properly because I always deliberately pronounce it wrong. <laughs> There's not been... I mean, we haven't had access to new movies, really, although some have been released, haven't there? There's that outward, but that's yeah, not available in the UK but that's not yet. available in the UK yet, because yeah. Disney thinks it's not okay to send people the same thing at the same time yeah. if they're in different continents. So we, that's the thing we're waiting for, is being able to watch Outward, which is a CGI movie with Thor. Um, is it Thor? Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, Quill. Oh, Chris yes. Pratt. And it's Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, and they play elves, don't they? Uh, kind Some of. Kind it's of from what I've things. seen, but I've uh, what from what I've seen, I've tried to avoid spoiler uh, spoilers though. Um, it's like a, a a universe where magic 
used to exist, but uh, technology became so readily available and stuff that uh, it just kind of, I don't know, went out of style and uh, people stopped using magic and so people with magic, I don't know, just don't really exist anymore. Uh, But they still have like unicorns in it though, in the trailers it's like unicorns have become raccoons and stuff. Ah, (laughs) I like that idea. Yeah, the unicorns are like digging through bins. Hopefully that'll arrive. I don't know if they're actually ever going to release it over here anymore, but we'll see. Hopefully it'll arrive soon. And we'll maybe try and watch a couple of proper movies for next time. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Russell Howard has started a series on YouTube and on Sky, I think. I was going to uh, ask you about the whole YouTube-y thing, because you're more of that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've been watching that series. Basically, he just like video calls a bunch of people that have been either his friend for a while or in news. Like he interviewed a, a postie that's also a wrestler, apparently. <laughs> um, and uh, that postie wears costumes to brighten people's days when he's delivering packages. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, he he wore a Thor costume for the interview. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he's also interviewed um, uh, like John Richardson and. Uh, oh, that would be funny. That would yeah. be like ice and fire. It's like <laughs> Russell Howard is very well known for being positive and keeping things upbeat, and yeah. then you got John Richardson who is basically just misery incarnate. They they used to be roommates. Did they? Yeah, like they, they discussed it. Like if they would have survived this when they were roommates. No. <laughs> but yeah, John's in. Uh, John was in his pub. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, is that his shed outside the yeah. house? Which he turned into <laughs> shed. Pub? Yeah, that's on. He's, there's a series that they've got that's on Dave. So if you've got the Dave app on your telly or on a yeah. computer, you can see that John Richardson series. Um, other YouTube stuff, I've been watching a lot of Jacksepticeye and Markiplier and they're re- really funny and they're always very generous and give to charity and stuff. Yeah, I, I had my doubts initially but I actually quite approve of Jacksepticeye <laughs> now. I thought, I mean he's a bit sweary so beware if you're, yeah, you know... Yeah, but like asking an Irishman to not swear <laughs> is like asking a Scotsman not to swear and that's like asking that's, a French person not to that's swear. A, that's quite a generalisation but we'll let it slide. That's what he says. That's fine, okay, if he says it, it's okay. <laughs> he, he's always said that swearing is just a part of his channel now. He kind of has to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you disapprove of swearing, ignore this entire section. But, yeah, I, I listened to a bit when this kind of crisis just started. It was a bit where, he, it was the one you told me about where he thought, he'd been told by a doctor he probably had caught it. Yeah. And actually he was, he was very switched on and very, like he was urging his millions, and he has millions of followers. Yeah, it's to, 23 subscribers. Uh, it's 23 subscribers, 23. I have 23 subscribers. <laughs> Um, 23 million. 23 million. This is just an outrageous number. Yeah, he was urging them all to, you know, mm. follow the rules and yeah. wash their hands. And basically, all and what, yeah, basically what happened was he thinks, like, he definitely caught a cold, right? Mm-hmm. And then once he'd gotten, uh, once he'd gotten over that cold, he got food poisoning straight after. Mm-hmm. 
And he went to the doctors because he still felt a little ill. And the doctor basically told him that he probably had had it, just hadn't realised. Yeah. It's... So, yeah. But that, I mean, that prompted him to go in there. Mm. And he's, he did a massive... to be sensible. Yeah, he did a massive charity live stream and he encouraged, like, a load of other people to also do live streams at the same time. Mm. Um, called Hope From Home. And the donations are still, like, you can still donate uh, through the Tiltify link, I think. It raised about two million dollars uh, for really the good. charity. Did you see the um, thing about the the old man who had said he would try? I can't remember what it was. I think he was trying to do a hundred laps of his back garden before his hundredth birthday. Yeah. For charity, yeah. he managed to raise fifteen million pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Somebody must have. Somebody with a lot of followers must have found it and posted mm-hmm. it up. Must have. But it was like. People from your mum's work were tuning in to watch him do his final lap before the <laughs> before his birthday and things like that. So I thought that was really nice. The world is going a bit mental. If you, I've also watched a bit of um, I can't remember, uh, Aussie Man Reacts. I think he's called. Mm-hmm. Might be wrong. Uh, he basically has a bunch of like he has a compilation video and he like talks over it. Mm-hmm. So some of it is like just birds and he's speaking as the birds and that's quite funny. But also uh, there's ones where like he talks over like people who are playing tennis out their windows because <laughs> they can't go outside. It, everyone's gone a bit mental. <laughs> yeah, there's people doing lots of things just to try and keep their head in the right I'm place. pretty some, uh, sure someone contoured their baby. What? Like, they gave it a beard and big eyebrows and a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's better, I guess. <laughs> so there's that. What, what about Markiplier? What's, Markiplier. So if um, people haven't come across Markiplier, is he a good guy? He is. He's very nice. He is also extremely funny. And... <laughs> Are there any warnings to apply to that, to his uh, he is not suitable for any child under the age of 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he, I mean, like, he is family friendly. It's just if you're okay with kind of uh, potty humour and slightly more than potty humour, then that's mm. okay. <laughs> it's, mm. ju- it's just, kind of, it's my kind of humour. <laughs> <laughs> playground, playground humor. Yeah, yeah. It's no, uh, it well, it's high school playground. Humor. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> if if your child is hearing this kind of thing in their like primary one playground, go to a different school. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he is very funny, and he does. Okay, right. Um, so um, this secret person who I do not know the name of, um, he does this amazing thing called club where you donate to other streamers who are doing the same kind of campaign or different campaigns this is not markiplier in any way (laughs) if it was markiplier and i told anyone that it was markiplier i would get kicked in the face um (laughs) but this person um they did a live stream where the uh if you were going to donate to their stream it would have to be 500 uh, dollars or more so that if you didn't have the funds to do that you wouldn't because you can't do that if you need the money. <laughs> but also, if you had money for uh, more than that, uh, for less than that, then you could donate that to the other streamers who need it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm definitely part of Kit Club. <laughs> <laughs>
Markiplier's really funny, and I've also found a YouTuber that does not get enough recognition uh, called Call Me! me <laughs> called Call Me Kota. Uh -huh. He has 19,000 uh, subscribers, I think, but that is because of the uh, live stream that he did that um, uh, Kid Club King uh, like live streamed on top of. Mm -hmm. uh, people subscribe to him for that, and he's still getting only about 200, 300 views a video. Right, okay. And I don't think that's fair, because he is amazing. What does he do? Uh, he plays a lot of games. I've only watched about three so far, but I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he, so far, uh, has played a lot of horror games, so I assume that's kind of the same right. thing that he does. Uh, but it's not like horror games that are massively horror. It's kind of, there's games where it's considered a horror game, but it's about working at a retail store. Like Right, okay. It's like... He is really funny though, and he has like a lot more of an innocent version of Markiplier's humor. Okay, so he's a good alternative to Markiplier then. Yeah, right, he okay. really is. Uh, a few years ago, uh, when Markiplier went on a bit of a break for a month, he actually uh, like took over Mark's audience a bit. So he like he pretended to be Mark for a couple of months, and it's really funny. <laughs> okay, that's cool. He should really get a lot more recognition. I think it's amazing. <laughs> So we'll put links to all these things in the description for the podcast. Have you been doing anything else? Have you been reading anything? No. <laughs> you should read more. Okay, I'm going to give you a task. I need you to read Terry Pratchett. I have okay. read one and a half Terry Pratchett books since the lockdown started. Oh. I read... Um, Weird Sisters, which I think you would like because mm -hmm. it's about these witches. It's it's look, it's got lots of layers, right? Yeah. So it has uh, these witches who are not your typical witches. They're and uh, they're fabulously mm -hmm. written, and they sound sound like they come from Yorkshire most of the time, and uh, they're very kind of straightforward, down to earth. Don't really understand newfangled things, people. Um, or two of them are, and then one of them is this kind of hippie new witch. But it's all—it's not just about that. It's about um, this character who is basically Shakespeare, mm -hmm. who um, has this amazing writing talent, but he's also a dwarf, and the the prejudice against dwarfs. Right. Okay. Um, and it's about the writing of Macbeth and Richard the Third, and all these kind of things. And it shows you how, and the establish, and also the birth of the acting profession. Yeah. But it's all done in an incredibly funny way, and you don't realise you're being taught. <laughs> and I didn't realise... The first time I read it, I just thought it was a great story. Yeah. I was probably 18, 19 when I first read it, and then I read it just last month, and I was like, wow, this is about Macbeth. This is about how William Shakespeare set up his theatre, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's really cool. It's like... <laughs> Terry Pratchett's a genius. But now I'm reading a book called Mort, yeah, um, I've read a bit of that. Mm. I've read maybe half of it. Oh, you should finish it. Yeah. Um, Mort is brilliant. Mort is basically about death. I, not dying, but death the character. Yeah. And death, when he walks around, he talks in capital letters all the time. Yeah, with no qu uh, it's quote, quotation marks. It's quite confusing sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I got you to try and read Terry Pratchett too early because he... 
he does lots of weird things with language. You tried to get me when I was eight to understand that there was another colour that didn't actually <laughs> Octarine exist. makes total to, sense. Okay, look, to an eight-year-old who, in like, in the future is a very, like, perfectionistic person, right? <laughs> another colour is very different, uh, difficult to understand. Octarine <laughs> is, just makes perfect sense. To me, Octarine is just kind of like eight versions of green. Octarine, to me, is a very, very, very special shade of purple. Yeah. But shiny. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's not a colour. Shiny is not a colour. <laughs> yeah, it's a different colour. It's a new colour. Um, Octarine to me is kind of like a aquamarine, but also more kind of green. Yeah. Um, and But like eight of them. So it's like very vibrant. If you don't know what Octarine is, it's a colour invented by Terry Pratchett for the Discworld where there is another colour, basically. Yes, and I hate it. <laughs> um, but it... Mort is the main character. Mort is Death's apprentice. I kind um, of like imagining that Death is Rick. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> Rick and Morty. But it is kind of like that as well. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's a really really fun book to read, and I I find it quite relaxing just reading it just before I go to sleep as well. But the 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 problem with it is, is I guess if you're too young, is that he. He uses things called footnotes where he'll put like a little symbol next yeah. to the a phrase he's written and you have to go back down to the page to read it and then back up and you might lose your place. And I, Sometimes I the footnotes to... are way funnier than yeah. the other bit. I tend to read the page and then go down to the footnote. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of do that. Except when you're reading it on a Kobo or a Kindle, the bottom of the page isn't where the footnote is. It's annoying. So you have to. It, so in the version I've got on my Kobo, I can tap the footnote symbol next to the right, word, okay. and it goes to the footnote. But, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it it makes it a little bit more difficult because mm. you want to see the things at the bottom of the page. But it's it, they're really fun, and I do recommend reading those. Yeah. But um, don't get Kobos because apparently they suck. <laughs> I think that happens in Kindles as well. I don't know. So yeah, you have to finish Mort. Okay, yeah. I I could talk about a book that I was reading uh, in English, uh, not the language, the class, um, <laughs> before the lockdown. <laughs> okay, uh, it's like a really old book uh, from the Great Depression, where uh, or the Big Sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. Um, it's basically about uh, these two. Um, oh, I've forgotten what they they are. Uh, two like wandering. People who need jobs, I've forgotten. Hobos? No, it's not hobos. It's the Great Depression. It's like an actual name. That's where hobos come from. No, but like they look like hobos, but you don't actually call them hobos. Bums. No. <laughs> it's like, you know the people who uh, would travel around like the America just to find jobs and they would try and send money home? Uh, to like might, their wives might, and children. You might call them an itinerant worker. Yes, that's right, okay. it. Okay. Not hobos or bums. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit more respectful then. Yes. Um, it's two of them. Have you read uh, Of Mice and Men? No, but I have. I know of it. Yeah, that's, it's called that. I probably mm. should have mentioned that. You should have. Um, it's uh, That's actually based on a Robbie Burns poem. Um, right, there's okay. one line in it that I'm pretty sure is of mice and men. Mm -hmm. I can't quite remember what the poem is about, but that anyway. greatest plans uh, of mice and men of Gang yes, of Glee. I think so. Mm -hmm. um, uh, anyway, it's about two itinerant workers. Uh, one of them is like a massive toddler, 
<laughs> and the other one is like quite short, but he's like really smart and clever and stuff. And so they work together, which is quite uh, uncommon in the time. Mm-hmm. And I think some people assume that they're gay, but anyway, it's also it's kind of like we were taught that it's kind of uh, like a commentary on like sexism and racism. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure if it's a commentary on racism. I think that because it was written by a person who was in that time, it was just common to be racist. Right, okay. I don't think that was, like, a plan of his, but it might have been, and I might be wrong. But, like, there's been cases where people have completely guessed the meaning of something very wrong. Oh, people do that all the time, yeah. Uh, They never mention the one female character's name in it. It's always Curly's wife. Really? Yes. You do not know his uh, her name. Um, Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it is... I mean, it might be commentary on sexism. It might also be common at the time right. when it was written. It's like... Yeah. I, it's like there, there was this one uh, picture made by... What's that guy that basically threw paint at a... Jackson Pollock. Yes. Um, it, it was <laughs> basically this, threw paint. Fine. Fine, I'll let it slide. Just let me explain, okay? (laughs) An art critic looked at one of his paintings that was all black and it has two red dots on it, Mm -hmm. right? And he said something like, the red dots resemble himself standing out. And when Jackson Pollock himself looked at it, he said, oh, I must have splashed it when I was painting that one. (laughs) That's on record. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely get things wrong sometimes. <laughs> yes. I, you know, people... The thing about art is that once the artist has put the work out there, it's not theirs anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, it is. It's just the meaning isn't anymore. Yeah. I remember when I was at art school, I got really annoyed because there was one of our theory teachers said that the last person you should ever ask about a piece of art is the artist themselves. Yeah. But kind of... It's kind of true. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend. If I ever become a famous artist and some of my older bits that have just been hanging in my wall right now uh, are ever, like, question the meaning of, don't come to me. I don't have a clue. <laughs> they, they mean I like Star Wars. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They mean I like drawing helmets. <laughs> Sometimes things are simple. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> What are we going to do? Are we going to make this every fortnight? Every month? I don't know. You choose. Well, let's see how we go. See if we feel like it in a fortnight. Yeah. See if you finished more in a fortnight. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will not have. <laughs> okay. Or, right, we'll give you something to finish by in a fortnight. I have an idea. Jeez. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I think that's us been rambling on for long enough. Mm-hmm. So. About th- 50 minutes. 50? Yep. Holy moly, I thought we were going to do a quarter of an hour. Yes, you did say that. Mm. Um. <laughs> all right, okay, well, that's cool. Um, all right, so thank you for listening, especially if you got this far. Yep. Um, stay safe, stay sane, stay happy. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. <laughs> and Drink your milk. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Eat your cheese, uh, well, eat your you, greens. You ate plenty of cheese before we started. You're uh, going to have nightmares because of that. Stay in the sun. Uh, That's it. It's fine. That's <laughs> enough. Uh, don't smash windows. 
smash the glass if there's a fire. Go to the assembly point if there's a fire. Bang. I can't do anything about this. <laughs> Effectively, this is my fault. I brought this child up like this. <laughs> so goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. podcast was presented by Christy and Lily McPherson. It was produced and edited by Christy McPherson. The wonderful music was by Boxcat Games, courtesy of freemusicarchive.org on a Creative Commons license.